0: In any venture, John, you need to have the courage. Courage is, the, I think, the most characteristic of any leader.
1: That's Bijan Almasian, co-founder, chairman, and chief executive officer at Carogen Corporation. Listen in now to hear my conversation with Bijan. I'm John Simboli. You're listening to BioBoss. This morning, I'm here with Bijan Almasian, co-founder, chairman, and CEO at Carogen first question I'd like to ask you is, how did you find yourself here at Hi,
0: it's, uh Good morning, John. It, uh, it's a pleasure to be uh, speaking with you, uh, basically really by accident. Uh, in 2012, I was building uh, another startup company called Aria Neurosciences, focusing on Alzheimer's disease, and I came across a former colleague of mine, who approached me that uh, that he has identified a, a technology from Yale, and he wanted to see if I'm interested to look at it. I looked at it. I liked it. Uh, we set up a meeting with the inventors at Yale, two professors. We went and we met them. We asked them that if they join us in this new venture, and they accepted to join us, and I think that was one of the best decisions of my life, to make sure that these two, two highly caliber scientists be involved and participate in this venture. Did you ask yourself how did this happen to me that I have this good fortune? I believe so. so you know, I, uh, from childhood I have a uh, 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 there is a calling in me that I have to do something to, uh, really uh, positive and huge uh, to to, uh, to to basically uh, influence and have a positive impact on the on the other human beings across the globe. How did you decide you wanted to lead a, a biopharma company? I have been working in the biotech field almost 30 years, uh, so in uh, seven biotech, uh, several public and a uh, few private, uh, I have uh, been in a number of the big cities, a uh, biotech hub, I have got to learn and know a lot of uh, highly experienced people in this field, uh, and my background is really diverse. And a different area of the R&D operations and I wanted to really to start something huge and risky and uh, uh, the, the breakthrough in science and uh, I think this was a great opportunity and I'm so glad that I took the opportunity.
1: So what were you hoping to achieve here that you, you might or might not have been able to do someplace
0: else? Uh, a, number of, a number of things. First of all, we came across this platform that is, could really be a game changer in the field of immunotherapy. The other thing is the strength of our team, from the team that works for Carogen, the part of the founders, uh, the uh, management team that we have built, and also the great relationship with the scientists at Yale, uh, UConn, uh, because as you know our first target is uh, developing immunotherapy for patients chronically infected with hepatitis b uh, virus and it's there is no cure for it so it's a huge undertaking so we wanted to make sure that we have the experience and brain power and the connection to good science to be able to carry on such a uh, huge task and challenge uh, so it's i think it's a combination of expertise and team that um, uh, keeps us moving forward. Have you answered the question, what do you do? I basically answer that um, we develop new medications to ease the pain and suffering and hopefully cure patients that currently have no drug available to them. All across the globe, I think there is nothing more rewarding being able to participate in such a mission. So one more on that personal side of it. Do you...
1: That picture that little kid asking this question yeah. uh, and they so said, what do you do, Dad? Do
0: you say, I run the show or do you say... Something else. No. it's a. It's not a one man show. It's a group. It's a teamwork because the challenge in scientifically and from the business is so huge. Plus, we have a platform. HBV is the first product we are advancing, but we're also to looking at our technology in collaboration with other academic laboratories to develop the, uh, the platform for oncology, many different type of oncology programs. So, it we need to work with a lot of people. It's a peers. Uh, uh, assessment of the challenge and working together to achieve. You, know, you have to be like a glue, bringing these individuals high caliber, high motivated. But in, in terms of really how it's it's easy, John, when you really recruit outstanding people, when you have also a lot of money. The challenge is when you recruit outstanding people and you don't pay them. I call that what's really in terms of a leadership because you convince people. I never tell people what type of titles or salary or packages they get. First, I try to sell them what the mission is. What is our calling? What are we trying to do? Once they're on board, they never get off. But if they, 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 then of course, we make sure that they get appropriate compensation. But it's not the first topic to, uh, to discuss. You
1: touched a little uh, at the very beginning of our conversation about you knew you wanted to do something to help people. Yep. If you go rewind even earlier than that, picture yourself as a boy, if you yeah. can remember being eight or nine or 10 yeah. or whatever it was, and you know, sometimes people want to be uh, astronauts or firemen or something like that. Do you remember what you wanted?
0: Yeah. I, I wanted to become a doctor, mm-hmm. a medical doctor, and, oh, and also at the same time, I wanted to be an Air Force pilot. But I, I think I was rejected because of my eyesight was not perfect. So I had, I pursued my other option, which is a medical field, and investigation, doing research in medical areas. Do your loved ones and your family
1: understand what it's like to, for you to be the CEO of a biopharma
0: company? I think they sacrifice a lot. It's because this is a, this is a mission. It's uh, when you take on a challenging position of being a member of a team or CEO of a company that wants to develop a drug that has never been discovered for a disease that there is no cure. So it's a lot of commitment. And it's not the only commitment of the CEO, it's a commitment of his family or her family or an entire team really, because for many years nothing comes up, there's no very little rewards. Only you have to have such a deep passion for what you do to keep, keep you going. And move forward because you get a lot of rejection, you set back in the data, you just have to believe in yourself. Of course it's data driven, but one of the one of the the characters of the CEO is you don't easily give up. Because in science, you don't always get the positive data with the first try. So you just have to keep trying, look at their plan, discuss your plan with other more experienced people, apply their knowledge and go at, at it again. I think that's, that's what they... To, to answer your really the question, there's a lot of sacrifice comes with it, and the family also understand. And, and basically, uh, the key to success is to make sure they're in, in line with you and they keep supporting you. Does being a CEO of a uh, clinical stage required require courage? I mean, what is the relationship between your early... Oh, in, any, in any venture, John, you need to have the courage. Courage is, I think, the most characteristic of any leader it's just taking a risk being able to reach out to other people convincing them to participate and help you when you don't have money and help you to shape your vision shape your uh, ideas and help you to introduce you and, and ex- expand your network as I said it's not a one man show the key is to get other people to help you out and there are a lot of wonderful people out there to help you out um, so as a, as a leader you reach out uh, you know, you, and you stay focused on your goal, and you don't give up. Bijan, what's new at Carogen? Well, the, the new thing at Carogen is basically we we're very happy to select a clinical candidate after doing discovery for almost five years. Uh, of course, with the help of our collaborators at two. Uh, uh, academic institutes and being able to get ourselves ready to uh, get into the clinic. So that's the, that's the newest thing. And the new discovery that we made with our platform, its application as oncolytic agent or oncolytic platform, uh, being able to get into the, uh, to the cancer cells and uh, basically lice and destroy the cells. This, uh, the platform that we have is, a, is basically is a vector, it's a delivery system, so we can arm it with additional protein of interest to make it more effective, targeting the disease target from different angles. I think the selection of clinical candidate, getting ready to the, um, to the clinic, Uh, For the first time in in testing our platform and also raising capital, that's what we are trying to do. And so we have recruited uh, investment bankers to help us to achieve that. When people say, so what's your company do? What does Caragen do? Developing immunotherapies to to be utilized in patients who have uh, limited choices, uh, like patients who have been infected by uh, nasty viruses that there is no cure for them. Uh, there are drugs uh, that may just maintain the disease, but they're not cure. So that's what we do, developing new therapies to boost patients' immune system to fight off the disease, whether it's infectious disease or cancer. When people hear you tell that story that you've just been telling me,
1: sometimes, and you kind of hear it back in different forms, you hear them explain to you what you just explained to them yeah. often. Sometimes they say, ah, I must have been very clear, and sometimes you think, ah, they didn't get it at all. So when they don't get it, what do they not understand?
0: And most of the times they confuse us uh, with the vaccine for prevention, but we're a vaccine for treatment. There's a huge difference. The vaccine for treatment has different components, and it behaves differently after given to the patients, basically induces all the different arms of the defense system in the, in the patient's uh, to fight off the disease. So, the vaccination in general is for prevention. What we do is mostly for treatment, but our platform has the capacity to also use for the diseases. There is no vaccine for prevention. What makes Kerogen different from other biopharma companies? John, the, the most effective and most potent technologies are viral based. So, But also, the difficulty of viral based, there's potential toxicity and side effects. The platform that we have keeps the good things of the virus and gets rid of the bad things of the virus. We do the same characteristic virus. We want these particles or this technology to replicate. Why is that important like a virus? Because it carries the genetic codes for whatever needs to be made in the body and replicates, so it becomes a continuous manufacturing in the body. And then, once the job is done, it dies out because it doesn't have the machinery of like a virus to survive and penetrate to the areas that you don't want to penetrate because one of the most difficult parts of some of the virus spaces is their ability to get into the brain and cause uh, inflammation of the brain and in some some cases, kill the patients. Ours doesn't have that. That's the advantage of our platform. The other advantage of our platform, it can be given as a boost. Given given a prime, given a boost. A lot of viral-based vaccines you only can give them once because the body generates immune system against it and you cannot give it uh, just for the second time there are other advantage of our platform technology like carrying more ammunition to fight the disease viruses are limited most of the viruses limited how much you can put in genetic codes to express that protein armament to destroys the disease
1: so when you're looking at potential partners not not employees, but partner partners for Caragen, what tells you that might be a good fit?
0: Depending on our, really, what we developed for the hepatitis B, because it's a global problem, we're looking for a major pharma, with ability, with immunotherapy, high capacity of manufacturing, global sales and marketing. For smaller, more focused diseases, we will, we can work with a smaller company as well, So and also our platform has the ability to generate immunotherapy and vaccines for both human as well as animal. So we could work with any type of uh, uh, partners, depending their focus. We can use our platform using their targets, so they can utilize ours if they have difficulty delivering their their target proteins or cytokines or whatever they need to load on this type of delivery platform. As you build out your team, what kind of folks... Can you generalize what kind of folks are going to be the best fit to you? It's the, the people who have the experience, definitely relevant experience, whether they come from a small company or big companies, it's not, that's not a difference because the training and expertise and applying that skills in a team uh, fashion. I think those are the individual at every level that has been our uh, philosophy to hire people who have the knowledge have the experience and will and passion to work within a team to take on the challenging jobs like HPV and other cancers because all those three components needed for smaller startup companies because we have to grow up sleep work with others depending on how big and small it is but also the other things I always say look if you're really looking for a safe routine jobs you're at the wrong place here you are challenged every day we're challenged by science by um, you know, the operations issues, so we, we roll up our sleeves, and whatever skills we have available, we apply it. And if you, and you want to be a part of a building a company, you are one of them. And I think that's motivating to a lot of scientists, to be a part of a building, uh, building a, a company from scratch and build, developing drugs that have never been existed. How was it that Kerogen came to choose Farmington as its base? One of the, the, the business model for Kerogen is to work with academic laboratories. So UConn uh, it has an incubator that we are part of that incubator program because we collaborate with the academic professor at UConn Medical School on oncology program, colon cancer one of the area. We have also access to their uh, uh, very expensive um, uh, equipments that we cannot uh, utilize. We have access to their uh, student, graduate students. They come in, uh, they learn, and provide they provide their skills. Also, we train them in the industry. But there are a lot of a lot of incentives to be in a community like this community that we're in, um, the the tip um, incubator, which is a part of the Yukon. So it's a lot. and also they provide some small grants, or they they invest uh, small. Uh, uh, investment which sometimes is extremely important for some additional um, a product that we develop using our platform. In fact, for our colon cancer, we we'll received some funding from uh, Connecticut, um, from UConn. So in terms of access to capital, yep. does your location here help you? Does it work against you? It really doesn't hurt, but I think uh, definitely in, in, in Connecticut uh, it is a new life in biotech, uh, so investors are paying more attention. It was a sort of a drought for almost a decade, with success of some biotech going public. Some investors receive good return. Now they are looking at the second tier companies in terms of the stage, not in terms of science, to basically evaluating them and investing in them. So it's uh, uh, it doesn't really for for us. We haven't seen much a difference whether we're here or downtown New Haven. Do you see your, uh, your vision for your, your work
1: succeeding? Does it? Do you see it primarily within this community? Do you see it as part of New York and Boston community? Do you see it as part of a national community, a
0: global community? Our, our vision is global, but also it will have a local impact. We want to really become one of the leaders in the immunotherapy companies creating jobs and opportunities for a lot of young people. There are outstanding schools in the state of Connecticut, and we want to develop a lot of very good products in uh, in cancer as well as infectious disease, and uh, this is the best place to be in. So, and with the downsizing of the major pharmaceutical company like uh, BMS and Pfizer and Boehringer engelheim there are a lot of talents that we can tap in. So Connecticut has...
1: A- Several academic research centers—the one very close to you, the connection to UConn at stores, uh, the Yale, of course, um, the, the form, the labs that are located in Groton. There are lots of different places to plug into, and I guess. Part of the question is, how do you stay in touch with them? Are there, are there vehicles, are there organizations, are there mechanisms for you as a CEO to be in touch with other CEOs? How do you do that? How do yeah, you stay
0: in touch? A, a number of ways. One is we have collaborative efforts with both UConn and Yale. We're among the small companies that die. we have luxury of. And it's not a really luxury, it's a blessing that we have, uh, te- we have those kind of relationships. As you know, two of our co-founders are two professors from Yale. And since we have got funding, we have a, a sponsored research agreement with them. That's where we have made good progress with HBV. who is better than two professors from Yale to work with you and work for the organization. The other one tapping into the talent at UConn. We collaborate on colon cancer with the UConn. Um, We don't have to build infrastructure, they already have the animal models, they have the expertise. We don't have a small biotech, but we know how to develop those products. We know how to engineer those products for cancer. So we're already collaborating with two of the most important academic institutes in Connecticut, but also there are vehicles like Connecticut uh, uh, Innovations it uh, really is sponsors a lot of us. We were funded by uh, Connecticut Innovations. They have a lot of events that bring CEOs and biotech executives to, co- to have a network and, and communicate with each other. But what, we also have our own network of the CEOs at the tip company we meet once a month to, to brainstorm informally or non-informally. We have access to each other so we can reach out if we have any questions or need help. What role does Bioconnecticut play at Carol Well, they have been helpful in terms of uh, uh, promoting our name, our press releases. uh, If we need uh, uh, to fill in a position, we can use our job description in their post. Uh, And also, they have been sponsoring some event that we benefit by going there and networking, getting to know contractors, uh, potential investors, potential collaborators. You mentioned
1: Connecticut Innovations, and I know that uh, recently you brought Harry Penner, I believe, to yes. your board. And I believe Harry's roots go back deeply in Connecticut and biopharma. That's correct.
0: Do you want to say anything about what role Harry plays with you? Well, I have worked with Harry almost uh, 15 years. Uh, he and I set up a company uh, in 2002. Uh, he was the chairman, I was the president uh, at the company based on the cannabinoid for the central nervous system. So that's where I started uh, knowing uh, Harry. That Harry is a really a statesman and with uh, experience and a gentleman with tremendous amount of um, uh, calm calmness and uh, gentleness, but uh, full of ideas, good ideas. So I reached out to him, and he is a great mentor. He has been a great mentor, and I'm so happy that he. I asked him, and he joined our board of directors. Thinking about the Farmington
1: corridor, let's call it. Uh, there are several biopharma companies that are in the space along with you and, and you have a, you're growing something in this area. Uh, is, that, is that similar to or different from other places where you may have been, if geographically, is it similar to or different from, let's say, Cambridge biopharma, uh,
0: San Francisco biopharma, London, yeah. Well, the, the, the good thing is I work in Cambridge, Boston area. I work for Integrated Genetics, uh, one of the early uh, biotech in Boston. I've also worked in San Francisco the, for seven years. Uh, I've worked in Maryland and also in the New Jersey. So I have a nice understanding of how it works. Uh, Connecticut is not really known as a biotech hub. Uh, there's a lot of efforts from Connecticut innovations, I think uh, to, to the government uh, and the state uh, governor credit and uh, uh, the individuals who sponsor the, the growth of Bioscience. I think they did a great great investment in the future. I can see the great in the future of the Bioscience in Connecticut. The only the only uh, issue that I, I, I see that is delaying uh, the growth of some of the company like ours is, uh, Insufficient funding, because there are not too many major um, investors invest in the Connecticut-based companies. Only few they select, and they put a lot of money in those few, instead of really considering putting a smaller amount in those, and then uh, giving some money to the others so they can they can basically develop their products. I think that that is being improved. Uh, they, uh, as I said, in terms of comparison, in lack of funding. I think the VCs are not, uh, uh, I think in general, uh, they don't, uh, they, haven't, they haven't discovered the really biotech strength of the state of Connecticut, but that's improving. Thanks for speaking with me today, Bijan. I look forward to our next conversation. I appreciate it. Thanks for giving me the opportunity.
1: At the start of our podcast, I chose a quote from Bijan where he talks about courage as the defining characteristic of a leader. For Bijan, it's not hard to make the connection to courage when I think back to his answer about what he wanted to be as a young man, a fighter pilot. But for Bijan and other leaders who believe in their cause, courage isn't the goal, it's a means to an end. As the late John McCain said, in the end, it matters less that you can fight, what you fight for is the real test. I'm John Simbele. You're listening to Bioboss.